welcome to our Deeper Secrets Revealed podcast with Sarah Finlay. Have you ever had a question for the opposite sex in which you seek to be answered authentically? On this podcast, that is exactly what we do. I discuss intimate topics with guests as they share their point of view about dating, sex and relationships. We are raw and authentic to reveal the essence of how the opposite sex feels about today's topic we are exploring. If you have a question, please feel free to write to us and ask. It just might inspire our next episode and get answered. Thanks for joining me today. Now let's dive in deep to today's topic. Welcome to our Deeper Secrets Revealed podcast. I'm Sarah Finlay and thank you so much for listening. In today's episode, we'll be discussing monogamy. To help me in the discussion with this from the male's perspective, I've invited back Roman Wyden, host of the podcast You Love Life, which is about the exploration of intimacy. He's also a filmmaker and relationship coach, helping couples mediate challenging moments in the relationship. Welcome back to the show. It's so great that you're having me back. Thank you. <laughs> I love having you on the show. <laughs> I love awesome. our conversations. So good. So it feels like many people are now questioning monogamy. I know I definitely am. It feels like most relationships are coming to an end because someone has either had one or multiple infidelities. Divorce rates are so high now, 40 to 50% of married couples in the United States are divorced. So the question is, deep down inside, do we really want to be monogamous or is this an old belief and a way of life that no longer serves society and humanity? That's a big question. That'll take about 45 minutes to answer. <laughs> but I wanted to start with a question to you. Um, what has you not, what has you questioned monogamy? Um, probably because I've been cheated on so many times and then I've watched it seemed to be pretty much the thing that affects every single relationship. Mm. And I have also unknowingly been the other woman as well. And it was unknowingly. I didn't realise mm. he was married, but it happened. So I've sort of observed that and start to question it. And this act, this question comes from a friend uh, as well because I encourage anyone out there, if you've got questions, you want a really authentic, honest mm-hmm. response to send in a question and I'll, I'll explore that topic. For great, you. great. Yeah. I love it. So this this was a question from a friend, but I agree. And so I'm just curious about it. And Los Angeles is a great place to explore this because I feel like it's pretty open from that point of view compared mm-hmm. to Australia. Australia feels quite conservative and difficult to have this conversation yeah. because it's there's quick judgments Um on it. And what I've learned so far is there's different levels of, you know, not being monogamous and different levels of open relationships and mm-hmm. whatnot. Yeah. I mean, my short answer would be no, monogamy is not natural. It's not natural to our species. Mm-hmm. There's enough proof, like you said, that most in most relationships, there's been a cheating or there's been some kind of event that has mm-hmm. one partner go, wait a minute, like my partner doesn't want to be faithful or isn't faithful. What's up? Right. Mm-hmm. No, monogamy is not normal. Like we've accustomed ourselves to it through, again, I believe comes from a religion, from the sacrament of marriage of like, you're going to be with one person for the rest of your life. And that's Mm. beautiful. And God approves. And it's a, it's a, what do they call it? A bond, a spiritual bond, you know? Mm. So there's all this sort of what I call the hallmark card of romantic, uh, romanticism behind uh, a monogamy, a monogamous marriage, right? Mm -hmm. Now, 
is monogamy not normal because we really couldn't, we really can't be monogamous? I disagree. I think we actually can be monogamous as a species, as people. I believe we can do anything, right? Mm. If you tell me for the rest of my life, I will never, ever drink alcohol again, I know you can probably figure mm. that out and get that done. Will there be mm. temptation? Yes. Will you get to the end of life and go, why did I do that? Why didn't I just have a beer once in a while? It tastes so good now that I've had my last beer before I die, mm. right? So the question is, is monogamy right or wrong? And I think it's an individual question people have to answer for themselves, right? Yeah. I started the inquiry with my wife as well. Like, are we supposed to monogamous? be monogamous? Okay. And I told her, no, I don't believe that that we're supposed to be monogamous. But I'm open that possibly monogamy can give me a transformation of myself that I could otherwise not have. Mm -hmm. So if I would just go from woman to woman to woman to woman and die, in other words, I call it the grass is greener on the other side mm -hmm. effect. You have sex, you're just not attracted anymore, you go to the next woman, you're just not attracted mm -hmm. anymore. You, go, you know, there's always the new shiny toy, right? Is that going to give me as much development as a human being as being monogamous? My claim at this point in life is no, it does not. Mm -hmm. I claim that that actually challenging myself inside of a committed relationship will give me more growth. Mm -hmm. And maybe I get to the end of life and realize I was wrong, but at least I'll be pass on whatever knowledge I have to humanity, right? Mm -hmm. And that said, I believe that it is possible to have a lifelong romantic partnership with one, one in my case, woman. And to find fulfillment. Because mm -hmm. ultimately, in the end, sex isn't the end all, mm -hmm. right? And attraction isn't either. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the problem. So backing up. So we meet someone for the first time out in the street. You meet, you know, let's say you walk down the street, you meet a beautiful man and you're like, oh, like you just, mm, you just want to have him, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that's a, that's a chemical thing that's happening in your body. That's not something that you actually need to think through. It just happens, right? Mm -hmm. It's that attraction. It's like, boom. And I feel that um, we then, once we get married, assume that now my partner no longer should have that or will have that. Mm. Well, first of all, it's not like will. It's not like suddenly because you have a, a certificate and you spoke a word that your chemical system in your body no longer reacts that way. No, it always will. And the should part of like my partner shouldn't have that attraction mm. comes from jealousy, comes mm -hmm. from, well, if I'm not enough, I should be enough for him, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're looking at other women, I'm obviously not enough, therefore I'm not good enough. And it takes it all the way down to insecurity and Blah, blah, blah. And we'll talk mm -hmm. about that in a second, right? But so my point is that all this happens naturally on the street. You're just attracted and there's mm. – these things are just – they just happen, right? But does that mean you need to have sex with every person you're physically attracted to? And does actually then having sex with that person, does that really lead to your personal growth, right? Because mm. if you then go to the next guy, the next guy, the next guy, I think you're avoiding – by you, I mean people, right? We're avoiding something, mm. which is – generating attraction and it's very surface level and yeah. very, there's no connection there but most humans want a deep connection i, I think we all mm. exactly it's a good point i think ultimately we all want a deep connection we all want to have a solid partnership that we can trust in and to me that comes from generating love and generating sex and generating attraction those things mm. aren't just 
after a while, those things are not not natural anymore. Like my wife and I don't walk, don't see each other and suddenly go like, oof, I want to just rip that one apart. Once in a while we do, right? Mm. But it's not because of the physical attraction. It's because we've just had an amazingly beautiful, authentic conversation. We mm. got so real. And I look at her and I'm like, you're just so attractive mm. in that moment, right? Mm -hmm. But she's looked the same way for the last two weeks. So mm. how come it's that moment? So I believe it can all be generated through authentic conversations through vulnerability growing with each other so that said that's what i'm going through right now still i'm still saying i don't believe we're supposed to be monogamous right it's mm. not a natural thing for us to do but is it possible that monogamy could end up being a, a tool in which you can really grow as a human being mm. and you have to kind of let go of the but there's all these other women i could have sex with mm. right it's like that But what is that going to serve? Is that going to serve that physical itch that mm. we talked in the, about in the other episode? Or is that just me validating myself? Do I still need that validation, right? Mm. Or can I possibly at one point meet a woman in a space with my wife where the three of us have an amazingly beautiful energy and we connect and maybe there's sex, but it's not the usual sex. It's not even maybe intercourse. It's just touch and feel and share, mm. right? Like, That's more what I'm after now. So um, there's different types of open relationships. If you're in a secure relationship and mm -hmm. deciding that you want to explore that, it, it can go from, you know, a threesome all the way up to the swinger lifestyle, mm -hmm. maybe going to mm -hmm. parties and whatnot or couple swapping or partner swapping or whatnot, which that's just focusing on sex really yeah i mean that's a and pleasure right the poly side which the poly community see it as sharing the love and there's multiple yeah. relationships or there might be like three people in a relationship or four or whatever's going on and it's about the love and the connection so they they both come from different intentions i i agree i think Uh, swingers is clearly two highly sexual, physically sexual partners that agree that they do need that desire met. Mm -hmm. And they agree so much, both of them, that they say, let's bring in other people. And they leave the jealousy out of it, right? Mm. For the most part, I, I would imagine. I've never done that. But so, yes, there's the swingers who are scratching the itch together with each other, which I think there's nothing wrong if they're being straightforward and they're being safe, right, and mm -hmm. respectful. And then the polyamorous side I don't know too much about it. I have a friend of mine who actually made a really good point. She said right now she's breaking up. She was breaking up with two guys. Mm -hmm. And she said a, a three-way breakup is so much more work because there's th three times the yeah. emotion, right? But she said it's the same. It's just, it's just you have to really expand yourself as a human being. And it brought up a good point because I, I thought to myself, I don't think society, I don't think in society right now we're at a point where we can declare jealousy as a thing of the past you know it would be great if we could because i think in future generations or in evolved societies they will say remember when we, people used to get jealous that was ridiculous right mm. i feel that's going to happen at some point but i think there's still that the jealousy that that creeps into swingers that creeps into polyamorous mm. we're human right mm -hmm. but i feel both of those lifestyles have figured out a way and said look we all know we need to just have sex and we love it and it feels good and we want to it's like I always say that to my wife. It's not the greatest example, but, you know, you go eat at your favorite restaurant. Now, do you need to go eat there every single time for the rest of your life? Or do you want to maybe sample other restaurants, but your favorites might still your favorite, right? And so I feel like those lifestyles have agreed and said, look, we all want to sample and have fun. Ultimately, we're coming back to 
our relationship, our, our, our depth, our, mm. our, our, you know, a lot of swingers have kids, a lot of polyamorous, mm-hmm. uh, maybe less, but have kids. And so I feel like it's again, communication. It's like being authentic. Hey, um, I'd like to create this with you. And then one partner can say, you know, right now going to a swingers club is a little too much of a stretch for me. Mm. Can we maybe start with going to a strip club? And, you know, like, I think you have to kind of build up that trust. It comes back to trust. Because if I go to a strip club with my wife, like I want her to know that I'm going there to share this with you mm. and to discuss it with you and admire women with you and, and tell you what I like and what turns me on. Mm. But ultimately, you and I will be having sex. Mm. It doesn't have to be that night. But, you know, mm. ultimately, you're my queen. Mm. That's what I, I love. I love that you call her your queen as well. She's my queen. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and she has me fully. Yeah. That's what that's what she needed to know and that's what I needed to get that yes, that is what I have and what I cherish, right? Mm. At the same time, I love beautiful women. I love seeing different women at different times under different circumstances and it evokes sexual and and you know, fantasies and things that I know my wife and I can be involved in or create together. Mm-hmm. It's not either or. Right. Mm. But it took a lot of work. We've been married for um, 13 years and together 15. Okay. And it was constant conversations, always, always, always trying to be authentic and trying to. um, And then there was a time when we didn't have intimacy and I cheated, you know, and I came back to her. And at some point I I said, I I need to tell you, I did this, you know, and uh, it was a rough period, but we we were committed. We said, well, she was, she was amazing. She took responsibility for there not being intimacy. And I took responsibility for having done something that's just not right. That's not, Mm -hmm. you know, and then we rebuilt from there and there's more to it, but we, we really strongly rebuilt and said, now that we've gone there, we don't want to do that again. Mm -hmm. So the next, the, the new thing is we talk about it. So if I meet a woman at um, a grocery store and we flirt and I have this sensation, I'll share it with her. How did that conversation go? Because that's quite interesting that that was a point that really maybe awakened the two of you in the relationship that you weren't being as honest and authentic with each other and it it became the moment that actually flipped that around for you. Probably, I imagine, took the relationship to a deeper level. Totally, totally. I, I I would say to any married couple or any seriously committed couple, when one partner cheats or when that happens, do not throw the baby out with the bathwater. That's a saying here. Mm. I don't know if you... No, I've never heard that. Do not throw the kangaroo out with the Vegemite. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Something like that. Yeah. But but it means... So you don't have it? I haven't heard it. So okay, good. So. so what it means is that do not just get rid of your partner altogether because that one thing happened. Yeah. And I know that some listeners might say, well, that one thing is the worst thing that could happen. No, because I'll tell you why. If you If you get married and it says for better or for worse, my friends... That that cheating episode is in the for worse bucket. So you commit it <laughs> to deal with it, right? Yeah. It's in there. And so I always say you gotta look at why did he cheat? Not, oh, he cheated. Cheaters never change. No, that's bullshit. But why did he cheat? And where's the communication at with you guys about sex and about mm. intimacy and when it's not there? So I just feel like too many women, because men, I I would imagine there's a statistics that men cheat more. Um, well, uh, my coach is probably. saying women are cheating a lot as well now. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I'll okay. take that back, men. I don't, I don't, um, I don't know what the stats are. I mean, that's a that's probably just a stereotype belief. But she said a lot of women are getting it's empowered 50, and now, 50 now cheating yeah. and 
Which makes sense because yeah. when when one or, or both are inauthentic, then one has to eventually go look for other pleasure, right? Mm. That's what it was for me. I didn't want a, a different relationship. I was just missing physical touch and female attention, and I didn't have it at the time. I never uh, was looking for another relationship or an affair. That was the last thing on my mind. I'm like, my my life partner is amazing, right? Mm-hmm. But I just couldn't muster up the courage to to bring it up, you know, mm. and that's why it happened. And so I think that was my message for for married or ser- in a serious relationship committed uh, partners is do not consider just like what happened to you, right? Do not mm. consider that one breakdown, that low point as the end of something. Mm. Like look at it as a wake up call. Mm. Hey, shit, red flag went up. Hello, mm. something's not working. Do you still love that person? And I'm radical when I say love because love is simply just accept them for who they are and who they're mm. not. Who they're not in that moment is faithful and who they are is a cheater. But you said you love them. So can you recreate together, right? Yeah. If we did that work, where would we be with divorce rates? Maybe 10%? Mm. I don't know. Well, that's the thing that I like about the swinger lifestyle on whatever level is that what they say is – there aren't really any secrets and it's a lot more open because yeah. they're because there's rules and there's boundaries in that lifestyle. And depending on what level you're playing out depends on what the rules and the boundaries are. And as the couple, you decide what they are, yeah. Yeah. Um, whether you're having sex with someone um, in the same room t- together or, you know, wh- what it is, whether you have rules that when you're in different countries, you can have sex with someone, but when you're in the same city, you can't, or maybe it's sort of free for all. Like it, yeah. th- there's different rules, but yeah. they're talking about, it, whereas what it feels like and having experienced it so many times as well is the infidelity what hurts the most is the lies and the betrayal yeah the trust but see no one ever asks like why why didn't you feel safe to bring it up yeah because if you ask that question then the partner might have to say well because you scare me like, mm. I don't know what you would have said. You would have flipped out. I don't know, mm. right? There's always a, a, if it's not safe, the partner will not share. I didn't share and my wife took responsibility. At the mm. time, she was so busy with work mm. and she's coming home with multi-million dollar client problems in her head. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, I need something physical. She would have been like, please, like, can you just take yeah. care of the kids? You know, I don't know. I'm just making it up. But so I think that's what we never ask is like, how come? I didn't make that space safe for you to share. Yeah. That's a different conversation. And then uh, another topic that I'm going to talk about later on, which I've read an article about and I've got a friend that will be coming on board, is that a heterosexual relationship could learn a lot from the gays. In what way? Because they set up the boundaries and the rules and they openly have discussions Mm. up front, particularly Mm. the men. Um, so particularly around sex, right? Yeah, particularly around sex, whether they're exclusive, whether they're not. They're, there's very clear and open conversation generally that's around great. it. Yeah. So, and that's what we, I will definitely be discussing with my friend about that because I think there's a lot that we could. Learn I'd love to hear that episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because it's interesting what you mentioned about uh, swingers. For example, one thing I want a point I want to make too is that when you're in a partnership, you have different limits, right, and mm-hmm. boundaries. And for example, if my wife came to me today and said, I want to go to a swingers club and actually have sex with another couple, I think at this point today, I would be not into it. Mm-hmm. There's just too much involved with, you know, health, safety, personalities. 
I would be okay going to the swingers club and hanging out and getting inspired and watching mm-hmm. and maybe even chatting with a few people. Right. Mm-hmm. So I have my own like limits for now, mm. but I always add for now because I don't know where I'm going to be in five years. You know, Good I think point. a lot of people always go like, well, I just don't do that. That's yeah. just not for me. Well, as long as they can say for now, I respect it. If mm. they're just like, that's not for me. You're just shut down, closed minded and you're protecting one of your buttons that you don't want someone to push. Mm. Right. Cause it's like, don't push that button. I'm insecure over here. Don't I'm jealous. Don't No, I don't want to go. And I think there's, um, that's a limitation for growth. I, I wouldn't want to be with a partner who says that, you know, uh, and as, as much as my wife and I sometimes struggle accepting each other's limits and boundaries, we always say, okay, good. No, that's like, yes, let's do that for now. And then let's see how it goes. And when it goes to level two, we'll discuss it. Right. Mm. So you just kind of, you don't shock each other with like, Oh, by the way, um, my wife, this is uh, Sarah, and uh, say hello, right? <laughs> It'd be weird. Yeah. It'd be like, uh, that's not the right. So I think it's, it's, it's just building that trust, introducing people slowly, and, and, and not like you, not being attached to an outcome. Yeah. Somebody could be a friend. Somebody could be a sexual partner. Somebody could be a mentor, a coach. Mm. And just sort of like, that's why I'm always, I just tell people, I'm like, I'm attracted to you. Like, mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with, there's no emotions or Right. It's just more mm-hmm. of like a an honoring that. And then it's said it's not some some around the yeah. bush kind of thing. And, and and a lot of people don't do that. Like in, when someone right. does it to me, I always go, thank you. That's wow. That's refreshing. You're being mm-hmm. straight. Mm-hmm. Now I get to be straight back. Yeah. And then suddenly you're friends or you're whatever. And it's not weird anymore, you know, because let's face it. We have attractions all day long to people. There's beautiful, mm-hmm. especially in LA, there's beautiful people walking around all day long, right? Mm-hmm. To deny that or suppress that is just, to me, it's just so not right, mm-hmm. you know? And to tell your wife, oh, don't worry, I don't look at other women. Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, don't do this to yourself, you know? <laughs> I think it's it's human. <laughs> We're just attracted, that's all. Yeah, they're great. Um, so we've touched on trust and that it's essential in relationships. It's, it's the foundation really. Yeah. There's um, a whole episode. I'm actually doing a whole episode on trust because it's a big thing. I think in the future, even more so it's going to be a, a big thing that I don't know how to describe it, but sorry, I mean, to sidetrack, but good. trust is a, is a big, word. It's a big for, word. We definitely need to listen to that. Yeah. It's a big sure. word. It is. And I think that, um, so I haven't experienced an open relationship or anything yet, but I would like to. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm like sitting on the fence at the moment where I've personally never cheated on a partner when I'm committed, I'm committed. And, yeah, I can do that well. But now my eyes have sort of opened up to this different world and I'm curious. Just you're saying curious. right now you're with someone and you're, no. Or you're no, just I'm not. Hyper- I'm not. I'm just saying that I've never... I've never been in an open relationship. I've never explored things this way, but I'm curious and I want to. I want to know where my Explore level, it. yeah, I want to know where my levels are at. I think that's great. You know, I, I've never been in one either. It would definitely challenge at least my, in, uh, insecu- bring up my insecurities, my jealousies. It, it, it must, it can only expand a human being. If you're in an open relationship, right, mm. you have to be open. That's why it's called an open <laughs> relationship. And if you're open, you could get hurt. Yep. You can get jealous, insecure. You might get cheated on, whatever, right? And by cheated on, I just mean like one person might not be as evolved. You can as actually you. cheat in an open relationship. No, meaning yeah. they may still. Let's say you're with a, a boyfriend, mm-hmm. and you have another, and there's another girl, 
Mm-hmm. Well, if that girl isn't as involved uh, as mm-hmm. evolved at the beginning, it might all be fine. And suddenly she's like, I actually want to be with just him. It's mm-hmm. happened before where the, and not emotions, what do you call it? Where the, that's just this sort of like, I, I need to strings know. have come out. Yeah. <laughs> the strings have shot out. <laughs> it's happened before and, and it's human, right? Yeah. But it will expand all of you. Because mm. if you then can go, well, if he's happier with her and he mm. just wants a close relationship now with her and not with me anymore, then go for it, right? Mm. And takes the big I'm, person. I've become a bit radical and I don't mind throwing myself into a relationship that's going to trigger me because I've learned that's the quickest way to see yeah. see what the triggers are, become aware of them. Yeah talk to my coach about them and why, like where that trigger is coming from and heal it. And then the trigger actually eventually stops yeah. and it becomes yeah. very, very peaceful. And when you start, like I've done this work for about nine years now, so I don't get triggered too easily, but I still do get triggered and it's very frustrating yeah. because I know intellectually what's going on and everything and I've done all this work, but it still happens. But the but the reframes very quickly and I have to say I finally got to the point that I feel very peaceful and happy and it's all yeah, right. within. So it'll be interesting when eventually I get to experience this on whatever level that I do, what it brings up. I think it's beautiful because all you need to do is you meet a guy that you like and you say, look, I'm I'm actually looking to create an open relationship. I don't want to limit you and I, I don't want to be limited, but I like you and I want to have a relationship with you and have fun together and grow together mm. and see where it goes. No attachment. That'll be attractive for a lot of guys mm. so if it's up front, right? It's very interesting. So And challenging though because oh, yeah. at the beginning it's great. And after a while, if you're like, well, now I'd like to try another man, you know, then suddenly it's like, oh, for some guys. Yeah. I mean, not everybody. You can but- also change your mind on monogamy, like, uh, like yeah. open relationships. You can decide, no, it's not for me. Like that's the thing I suppose that people need to be aware. It's all yeah. about open communication and, you know, saying it how it feels. And I feel like, and I was definitely probably in this basket as well a few years ago, quick judgment of, you know, they obviously can't trust and this and that and how could it possibly be. But now I'm starting to learn there's actually a deeper level of trust in there, that sort of relationship. There has to be, right? If not, it's not going to work. So it brings me to the question of do you think there are often more secrets in a monogamous relationship compared to an open relationship? Yes. I think by nature, a monogamous relationship today is run by pleasing the other person in a Mm. way that you don't tell your partner that you flirted and had a beautiful moment with another person. You Mm. don't tell your partner you like that person's butt or legs, Mm. right? You just sort of don't share things. And, and, And people always refer to it as like, well, that's TMI. Your partner doesn't need to know that. Mm. Well, I agree. It doesn't need to know that. But if you can share those things with a partner openly, which I believe you can in most open relationships and um, uh, swingers and polyamorous, I feel you get sexier together because you're not afraid. You're not hiding the attraction. You're not like, you know, making that wrong and keeping your partner mm. small. So, yeah, I feel in monogamous relationships, a lot of people hide emotions, feelings, attractions, desires, fantasies. That's all sort of put together into a little ball of maybe one day I get to live that out in a Mm. fantasy somewhere when I go with my buddies to Vegas for a week and I'll just let it all rip, Mm. right? And then comes back together. That's sort of this ball of secrets. And I think in an open relationship, 
there's less because, you know, unless somebody's very new to it and it's, and they're rusty mm. at doing this. But I, I feel that in an open relationship, you can have those discussions and then talk about it and say, wow, they really got me jealous, but that's my jealousy. It's mm, not yours. Yeah. I own it. And could you help me get through it? Let's talk about it. And my wife mm. and I do that often where we, we own our shit, right? Too many people don't that's own beautiful. their shit. Yeah. Got to own it. it. It's your buttons. You put them there. Yeah. Someone's pushing them, but you made the fucking button, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, I, yeah, I, I agree. I think that's that's one of the downsides to to uh, to living a monogamous relationship the traditional way. Yes, I believe there's a new kind of monogamous relationship which I'm creating with my wife, which is freedom inside the monogamous relationship, mm-hmm. so that you get to be free, fully self-expressed, talk about everything. But before you act on something, you discuss it. That's the only rule. I love it. And my coach and I talk about this, that there's a paradigm shift happening now in relationships. And that sounds beautiful because the traditional way of being monogamous just sounds so stifling and like choking. And I think it's really sad that people can't be their authentic self. And it's It's driven by fear. Yeah. And fear's no good for anyone and we need to be driven by love. And, and yeah, first and totally. foremost, self-love. Absolutely. If you don't love yourself or when I don't love myself, the one, the things I look for is pleasure, sexual pleasure, shopping, things that distract me and make me mm. feel good for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. And then that love is gone because mm. it's not really love, right? It's self-validation. And then I'm back with me. And if Mm. I'm not happy and then I go enter a relationship and they push my button and I blame it on them, Mm. I am never getting anywhere. I'm never going to be in a fulfilled relationship. And I think that's why we have like a 50% divorce rate because that's how people live. Like you're supposed to make me happy. Yes. You're my partner. Yes. It's not, you know, but no, it's, it's our own responsibility. It's not my responsibility. It's yours. And you're supposed to make me happy intellectually, physically, sexually, uh, financially, that is now your job. And mm. to me right there, that's that's a divorce waiting to happen. I agree. I mean, it just can't last. The poor guy or the poor girl is going to at some point burst because you can't you can't satisfy that many things, you know, in one person. Like- and you never would because that person hasn't taken accountability for their buttons. So no matter exactly. what you do, even if you are trying to help that person, they'll perceive it a different way anyway because you perceive life the way that you want to perceive it. Yep. Yeah. You're either having a great day or you're having a bad day. And yeah. I am a big believer and this is one of the main tools that I use to get through the horrible time that I went through is no matter how painful and how challenging the moment is that you're going through or the circumstances or time, look for the blessings mm-hmm. and look for the lessons. Yep. And that's how you grow and learn and that's yep. how you start getting rid of the trigger points. And that's the only way you get power, right? And by power, I mean, you feel like you have a say in the matter. If you blame the other person, you're giving away the power. Yes. Now they have the pushing finger for Mm. your button and you have no power and you feel like a victim. So you can't be a victim and be powerful. No. It's impossible. No. So I'm really glad that we've spoken about that. And we also have talked about jealousy and people Mm -hmm. that. That's another big one. yeah, Yeah. Are in the monogamous relationship are like, I die of jealousy. I just, there is no way that I could do it. You know what that is? If we have time to talk about it. Yes. Jealousy is really simply, you can break it down to just simply two things. It's 
false expectations and insecurities. Because mm-hmm. one is that you should be with me for the rest of your life. And one now that we're married, you should not look at other men or women, right? Mm-hmm. And once that happens, we get jealous. Why? Because we had an expectation that now that I'm with him and or now that he's with me, he's completely satisfied and we're married. So we're husband, wife. There should mm-hmm. be no other woman that mm-hmm. interests him, right? So it's a false expectation. And it's also an insecurity because if you get insecure about your partner looking at another person, all you're saying is that, I'm threatened by that because technically I feel like I owe you, I, I, I own you mm. and now I might lose you. So it's almost an ownership kind of illusion. Like, mm. well, you're mine. Mm. Well, nobody's ever no one's property. I mean, mm. there was slavery back then, which is why we all try to get rid of it and still trying to get mm. rid of it because we don't, we don't have the right to own anyone. Mm-mm. And especially even when you're married, it never says like you now own that person. That's your property. Mm. Right. And so I feel like it's just a false expectation and, and this sort of illusion of ownership. And that's jealousy. And if we break it down and we go, well, that's kind of silly. Like, mm-hmm. okay, but we don't think about it. It's just, it just comes, it shoots out of us like jealousy and anger and like, F you, dare you to look at mm-hmm. another woman. And to me, that's just a red flag. It's a beautiful little red flag of where that person is at with their own self-worth, mm-hmm. knowing, right? And I, I still get jealous. And, and I, I, it's funny. My wife said at some point, she's like, you know, she's so cute. She goes, I think I could have multiple husbands. <laughs> and I look at her and she says, not sexually. I don't mean like that. She says, I could have multiple men that I could build into leaders and like foster them and inspire them. Right. And I was like, that's cool. But then, of course, I was like, but wait a minute, you know, so my my button got pushed and I told her, but I was willing to say, but it would be interesting. Like, Mm. it would be kind of cool, like to see a woman inspire two, three different men and them Mm. like worshiping her and thank you, you know. And so while I always try to own my shit, I also try to see like, wow, this could be a really interesting life or like a growth that I could never have otherwise. Mm. And I'd rather have that than die, like, with a comfortable life. Yeah, I don't want a comfortable life. I don't life. want a comfortable life. That's, Mediocre. like, bullshit. Ugh, yeah. Sounds boring. And so I feel like uh, inside of this conversation of, of monogamy and open relationships that I think we have to enter either or based on where we're at in life. Like you said, Definitely. I want to try an open relationship. Try it. Yeah, it might not be for me, but I feel like... Yeah. How can I judge something I have absolutely no experience on? I'm a yeah. hypocrite. Right. I, I can't have a judgment. And your jealousy levels may be so loud after that. When you when you leave the open relationship, you're, that, that trigger point might be gone. You may no longer get I actually get don't jealous. experience jealousy that much, which a lot of friends find it weird. Yeah. Well, and, I, and I sort of find it weird because most people do. I mean, I, I've experienced it couple of times like I just really don't and I, but I'm I'm so aware if, if it comes up mm-hmm. session with my coach to yeah work that out. exactly it goes back to what you said with yeah. attachment and your coach like you attachment and jealousy go hand in hand because the less attached you are and like you said not the resentful cold oh I'll just fuck around I don't give a shit right not that kind of mm-hmm. detachment but like the the blessed of like nothing's forever I'm not going to own anything let's just be right that kind mm-hmm. of detachment then makes room for like for jealousy to start fading out because jealousy really is attachment. 
It is. And I think that also is why, because I have come to learning of the lesson like, well, but that time with that person has just come to an end. Yeah. That was what it was. And I'm very much a big believer now, like a moment in time with people um, in a relationship, whether it, you know, it could be a couple of weeks, a couple of months, a year, five years, 10 years. I could meet someone and it could be the rest of my life until I die. Yep. Still a moment on time. Right. It right. wasn't forever. And I've, I mean, it's not to say it doesn't hurt sometimes or you really wanted it, but yeah. I'll just go, I accept that wasn't for me and something better is coming. Well, I, th- I think that's great. And it, it almost, we could bottle it down to what if jealousy simply was a little tiny reminder of, of that button being there? Mm. And then it goes away mm. versus full-fledged Wah! for weeks, right? And yeah. months and years and therapy, but mm. more just like, oh, wow, I just got jealous. Oh, that's right. It's because I was attached because I expected him to be there forever, but he's moving on. And since I love him, I want him to have a happier life anyway. Mm. Why would I hold him back? Okay, good. You know, and then you may take a few weeks and you may take some time to reset, whatever. But that's, I feel, what is natural and normal, but we've... Mm. We've created a society where we actually promote jealousy and cheating and all that stuff in the media, right? We definitely do. When I went through that breakup, I, <laughs> the advice I was getting given was to, like, key his car and scratch yeah. it and yeah. why aren't you angrier and why aren't Once you a jealous? Cheater, always a cheater. Yeah, all, all of that. this. And I'm like, I can't. And I, I, I felt a little bit of anger, like a moment terror sure. bit of anger, but it was like a day to be honest, and people were spun out. And it made me feel spun out. So I was like, am I not normal? But then I'd have sessions with my coach. I'm like, but that's such toxic energy. I actually don't want to hold that yeah. in my body. I felt a deep sense of loss. And I went through a deep sense of grieving and a great deep sense of shock, definitely. Yeah. But I didn't – I there was so many other things going on. And now I can – and I know a lot of people – might not believe me when I say this, and I think that's more a reflection of how they feel, really. But I genuinely are happy for that part, that ex partner, mm-hmm. and see he fell in love with someone else, and our time was up, and that's cool. And I was supposed to get back on path to what I was supposed to do, right. and he was supposed to get on path with that, and we just were supposed to go in different directions. Yeah, I think it's beautiful that you know if you look at it like. Poor guy, I feel bad for him from the moment he realized he couldn't be fully self-expressed to tell you what he actually wanted until it happened. He must have lived a very suppressed, I don't know, year, two years, or whatever yeah, that time no was. Yeah. It's like walking on eggshells inside of yourself. Like yeah. I've done it. It's a really like I feel bad for him that 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 was a really heavy time. And I agree with you. Like if you would ask most if most women their husband cheated on, if my wife could have called any women in the neighborhood or any friends and said, uh, my husband cheated. Uh, oh, that's some alarm going off in there. It's, it's the time for the most important conversation. <laughs> no, but you could ask any woman and say, Hey, my husband cheated. What should I do? And they'd be like, honey, get the fuck out. Yeah. Take the kids, take as much money as you can get and get out. Cause once a cheater, always a cheater. Yeah. And I think that mentality is why we have such a high divorce rate because mm. women are trained to go, that was not in my vows. That does not belong in the better or worse category. That is the better or worse, except for that one. So get out, right? And mm-hmm. I feel that that's where it, marriage is a hypo- uh, hypocrisy. It's a, it's what is it? Yeah. 
hypocritical, you know. It's- yeah, it's definitely hypocritical. And there's an interesting book now, if you want to read further about this. I've started reading it. I haven't um, finished and it's definitely challenged my mind. This is why I'm seeing the world in a whole different mm. way. But Esther Perel's just released a book, The State of Affairs. Oh, nice, nice. And that's exactly what she talks about, yeah. that um, you don't necessarily need to break up because the affair happened. You can actually bring you together closely. Yeah. And I've, I've yeah. read a bit of it and I was like, whoa, this is really challenging my mind. <laughs> Wow. It is. It's like challenging our society's belief that like cheating is bad. Mm. It's all it is, it's out of integrity based on the vows you gave or the word you given your partner, mm. right? It's not bad or good. It's just you just broke your word. Mm. We make it mean it's bad because of what it means and that you don't love me and that you lied to me and all that stuff. But yeah, I I agree. That's what happened to my wife and I. I mean, we it wasn't an affair. But the cheating moment led to a wake-up call and led to now a really deep sense of like, wow, we were that disconnected. Well, let's get connected again to make sure we do want to be together. And now we really have a strong bond, right? I mean, I'm almost 50. Mm -hmm. And yes, I could start a new relationship any time. But I'm like, no, we've spent 15 years together already. That's amazing glue. Mm -hmm. And now what can we do in the next 30 years together? What can we create? Mm -hmm. It's like, let's go, right? And so I feel like, yeah, it's just, an affair is just an affair, as silly as that sounds. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love it. So I think what I want to end with is just it's really important, I think, to have clarity about maybe what you want and what you don't want. Yeah. Communicate with your partner authentically. If and you're again, on the receiving again, you know. end, not judge, not yeah. be quick to judge. Like there needs to be a safe, open space to be able to communicate. And if maybe it's difficult to do it by yourselves, maybe reach out to Roman and he can help <laughs> yeah. you with the coaching sure. um, and mediate a little bit and try to, because it could be a learning situation of learning how to do that in a safe space. I mean, something I've also had to learn is how to have an argument with a partner that, that's not completely toxic. And that's yeah. something that I've learned now and I'll, I will say my thing, but I won't yell out, like yell. I'll actually like stand my ground dating a guy. I'd be like, not cool, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, are we having our first argument? I'm like, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's happening. <laughs> maybe. And it's not so scary. So it's just yeah. learning that. And I'm not suggesting that every couple needs to be like, you know, poly or going to swingers parties or anything like that. Find your balance, find your thing, but exactly. just be open with each other. Yeah, anything can be discussed. That's yeah. the thing. Nothing has to be done, but everything can be dis- If you can discuss everything with your partner, mm. such as I fantasized about an affair, I fantasized about a woman, I flirted, I whatever that is, like my wife sharing, she could see herself having three husbands, you know. Yeah. Anything can be discussed. Nothing has to be done, but if if some things cannot be discussed, it's not safe. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening, everyone. I hope you got a lot out of our discussion so. today. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Make you think, think about life and a few things differently. And thanks so much for coming back on the show. Anytime. Yes. You have just listened to Our Deepest Secrets Revealed podcast with Sarah Finlay. Don't forget to subscribe to be alerted to our next episode. Connect with us via Twitter. And if you have any questions, please email my question at ourdeepestsecretsrevealed.com. Help us get the word out there and email a friend or two today about this episode. 
You can go over to iTunes and share the episode directly to a friend via a tweet, Facebook Messenger share, or post it to your profile. Otherwise, you can copy the link and email it. Thank you so much for sharing. Until next time, keep shining. Enjoyed this episode of our Deepest Secrets Reveal? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's like leaving a tip and really appreciate it. Thank you.